the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into hour two. I needed to call in the reinforcements uh, for um, for an important day such as this. And uh, the best reinforcement I have and I know is our good buddy Hugh Hallman, who comes in on Tuesdays anyway. So next two hours, Hugh Hallman is going to be with us doing uh, the show and calls with me and you, 602-508-0960. Proper introduction for Hugh. He is the former mayor of Tempe. He is an attorney. He is an educator. He is a man of uh, many parts. Uh, Hugh, how are you? Doing very well. I think in this instance, the most important one is I was at a high level in uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, re-election campaign in 1984, and so I have some experience with crazy elections. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. We've got a bunch of calls. I thought maybe we'd start with do those it. and we'll get we'll do we'll do a little art. We'll do an, a little epistemology. The Greeks had two words for wisdom: techne and epistemology, uh, and. Uh, Turns out, based on what looks like some incompetence today, we're dealing with a lot of techne, the technical stuff, indeed, which indeed. I am not expert at. We had Shauna Bullock on helping us out earlier. That's terrific. And, and your uh, references to uh, Tom Galvin and maybe yeah. uh, Bill Gates, who are at the County Board of Supervisors trying to uh, clean up problems in certain st- uh, Stephen Riches has uh, got his hands full today. Uh, Tom did a nice thing. He uh, put a broad broad uh, message out on social media with his own um, with his own contact information saying anything you need anything you hear anything you see anything I can help with that's real public service I'm just going to go by uh, uh, go by patience Tim has been on the longest Tim and Peoria how are you Tim you're on with me and Hugh Hallman Seth Leibson, is it true that this is the first time that your show has ever had back-to-back Tim calls? I think it is. It, we didn't have back-to-back. Okay. Yes, I think that's right. I think I think uh, I we should mark November 8th as an important day in Arizona history in 2022 for that reason. In the second think? hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I really appreciate second that. Hour. You couple that with the fact that the great Hugh Holman is going to be covering your six for the next two hours. Yes, he is. He is covering my six. Wow. Can can you please call my wife and say that again? (laughs) Yeah, I got you. Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. By the way, my Venmo code is 36DK. Yeah, right, right. I'm glad that you're on. I didn't know you were on, so I guess my first question will be, do we see a reprieve, a defeat of Kathy Hoffman? That, that's actually yeah. that's actually the race that I've been a, not able to get or yeah. I've not gotten very much information oh. about. My gut would be yep. and it's my gut for the whole day is that the Biden administration is such in such a bad position and that there are enough races around the country where you've got really heated candidacies that have lit fire 
that Tom Horn I don't see having run a great race. He's not run a bad race, but most people have paid little attention to that race. And my gut is that the down ballot stuff is going to benefit from party bias. And so we're going to see a lot of down ballot races for Republicans go that way because the uh, real bent is against how muddled a mess uh, Joe Biden has left us. Can I add to that and For get sure. your thoughts on it too, yes, Tim? I, you know, I have been pushing a narrative that may not be true. It may be my desire. It may not be true that this election is about far more than just the economy. And when you think about what that far more constitutes, it really has what 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 has taken place with what you might consider either education or children's issues, the racialization, the sexualization and the learning loss, the covid shutdowns. If I'm right, if I'm right, I think that bodes well for Mr. Horn. Do you, do you see it that way, Tim? Correct. And I know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I know Tom Horn has his own issues. But at the end of the day, if you're a parent, if you have children, if they're in the public school sector, K-12, you have no other choice, really, but to hold your nose. If, if that's the if that's the correct phrase and put Hoffman out to the street so that she can go back to teaching and her husband can figure out other ways for his, uh, you know, his money to count in electioneering. In any event, um, I was I'm curious to find out with all the glitches that have been happening around the county. What I saw today, though, I'm always I'm one to go vote on Election Day. I don't like mail in ballots. I don't like early ballots. But I've seen a lot of glitches as far as what's happening uh, 19 people I stood behind all had their ballot kicked back just simply because, like the Scantron instruction says, make your mark dark. Ah. And I think that the bleed, the bleed issue on the ballots in 2020 kind of got people scared. All those people close to 20 all had their ballots kicked back and they were all pitching and pimping, you know, different election conspiracies. Why is it? Why is my ballot being kicked back? There has to be another reason outside of operator error. And, you know, so I'm curious to, you know, get your opinion on how much does operator error play when it comes down to these glitches, if you will. That That's for you, Hugh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks, uh-huh. Tim. In fact, you're a man of, after my own heart. I, I love going to the polls for the old reason, which is. All of my neighbors are poll workers, and I get to see them at least once a year, if not uh, more often than that, if only at, at uh, polling places or once every other year. Uh, and it's it's a lovely old home week around our, our neighborhood. Uh, in the instance of what's happening today, I, I chalk it up to the fact that we are trying to use technology to do things that we used to do in the old-fashioned way. And so uh, circling names or punching holes or other means by which we marked our ballots and then slid our ballot into a box, which then got counted, was the old way in which we did that. And we did that for decades and decades during my lifetime. And, And then we now have turned to technology. And how many of us, raise your hands, how many of us have a problem with your with a cell phone once a week or twice a week or 10 times a week? How often do you have to reset your computer uh, because something has gotten goofed up? All of that is what is the likely problems that exist when you use technology at this kind of a level. And since people are hand-marking ballots and we're relying on hand marks to be read by a computer system, all kinds of things, it, it's fraught with danger. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with somebody trying to taint the election. It is that there's some 22-year-old geek out there thinking about really cool ways to do this stuff that 
updates the software and causes even more problems. I, I have that. I live that on a daily basis. My wife gets angry at me because I start screaming at the computer, uttering epithets and screaming the word Bill because I once deposed Bill Gates in the Apple Microsoft case. And so I blame him for all of the challenges we have. <laughs> and I think that's most of what we've got. So I don't think it's a conspiracy. It's just that we're relying on technology. And inevitably, somebody thinks some cool upgrades really, really good to use. And every upgrade that goes into a system adds one more uh, facet of danger and error. One more thing that can go wrong, right, right. Tim? Totally agree. Yeah. There is yeah. a lot of that. And Absolutely. you were making another point, too, which is, you know, make sure you do read those instructions, whether it was something that I guess it's too late with the ones that were mailed uh, that you filled out. If if you spoiled those on your own, you, I guess you have to get a new ballot. But but yeah, it matters. And if you draw outside the circle or as Sana was saying, if it's a, if it's an election that allows you to vote up for two and you do three and maybe she said even in some cases the it might even double check or cough or sneeze at a uh, at an undervote too once in a while. No. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for your insights and uh Hugh, I'll I'll send you my bill. Thank you very very much and I'll get out my credit card and brush it off. <laughs> if you depose bill, that that's a story for another time. I if, yeah, if you can tell uh, maybe I represented computer companies for a long time, Apple Computer, Dell Computer and others. Uh, I represented large companies, and in the Apple Microsoft case, I was honored to. In fact, you've seen my briefcase. That was a gift to me by Jack Brown from Brown and Bain, and uh, the deposition of Bill Gates took place in Seattle, in their headquarters, and it was uh, just amazing. What so, year? Roughly what year would that have been? Uh, it was nineteen ninety six ish. Nineteen ninety one. Oh, it was that early. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that it was an Apple. It was a case that went on from nineteen eighty six when Apple had uh, created this graphical user interface and Microsoft was trying to catch up and effectively Bill Gates copied everything that Apple had done to create that. Oh, and this was the whole Windows yeah, copyright exactly issue. Exactly right. Yeah. And ultimately, uh-huh. not not that anybody wants to hear this, but ultimately at the end of the day, the the third judge in the case finally ruled that because those concepts were by then ubiquitous, they couldn't be copyrighted. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, let's try, uh, let's uh, see if I can go to, uh, let's see here, Keith and Scottsdale. Keith, you're on with me and Hugh Holman. Hey, Seth, I just wanted to compliment you on your vocabulary. <laughs> you, you complained that your computer writing program yes, said that your right. vocabulary was unique or something. Yeah. I I think that the computer program should probably read more books. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. Thank you very much. I think I have to hit a quick a commercial quick, break. Hold if you won't if you don't mind holding. I have to I have to do a quick commercial break. Real important. quick, real quick. We'll be right back, Keith, and we'll get right back to you. The phone number is six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Hugh and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, brought to you in part by Bingo Reverse Mortgage. Inflation is slamming retirees. It's throwing retirement budgets into chaos. Inflation is at a 40-year high. The dollar isn't going as far as it did just months ago. With gas prices sky high, grocery prices increasing over 13% since July and a recession looming, aging adults are struggling to make ends meet. A reverse mortgage could be the safety net you need to get through these hard times by allowing you to convert the equity in your home into cash. A reverse mortgage could put more money in your pocket for living expenses, help you fight inflation, make your investments last longer, and give you the security in your retirement that you deserve. Call the veteran-owned and veteran staff 
Bingo team at 928-277-4476. That's an Arizona area code, 928-277-4476. Or visit BingoReverseMortgage.com, BingoReverseMortgage.com. Tell them I sent you and get a free appraisal reimbursed at closing, a $1,000 value. Hugh Hallman is my guest and Keith in Scottsdale. Sorry uh, we had to hit the break there, Keith, but wanted to give you the full uh, opportunity. Sure, I just have a technical question. Uh, you guys can hash it out after, uh, <laughs> and I'll take the answer off the air. Okay. Um, I was standing at the tabulator, and I put my ballot in there, and uh, it spit it out. So the poll worker set a motion for me to turn it around, and it accepted it when I turned the ballot around. The, the voter standing next to me was trying to put her ballot in there several times. It kept spitting it out. And it just occurred to me that a simple solution like the ballot being clearly marked with this side up or Uh feed this side in first or something that could be very obvious to the voter that wouldn't require another human being standing there. Uh, Oh, you have to turn it around. uh, I'm going to run that by Hugh, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. And I don't know if this is true with the audience or you, Hugh, or you, Bill, but increasingly no grocery store or convenience store or gas station takes the first run at my credit card, the way you insert it. And it you, they, well, put it in three times, and then that's the fail-safe. You then have to slide it. And I'm seeing newer ones and newer machines and newer machines, and it's the same problem over and over again. You would just think we would have this stuff down by now. It's happening everywhere. But, Hugh, your point. Why, uh, do, you th- why do you think we'd have it down by now? That's the, that's the <laughs> Because that after the, we put a man on the moon, we were never we – we, we, we could never we be satisfied again. Huh? Did we put a man on the moon? <laughs> Stop. Okay. So the, the, the point <laughs> is that these are great examples. There is no incentive for the grocery store or Walmart or anybody else to have you have trouble at their checkout line. And yet all of these nice automated checkout things that are supposed to save time require somebody to stand there and help each one of us who are going through that thing fix the errors that occur on every single, nearly every single transaction. It is a rare instance in which I get through a McDonald's automated checkout system or a, you know, Target or whatever, these automated checkout systems. Now, certainly union folks go, yeah, and see, that's why we should get higher wages and be more well-employed. At some point, the technology will be improved to the point that it actually works generally. But we're all part of this beta test. And my point before the break was... Some geeks are out there working on these election systems and think, oh, this will be cool and that'll be helpful and this will be at and doing those kinds of fixes or changes as we get closer and closer to a crucial moment like an election day is foolhardy because every one of those changes in code introduces the possibility of error that will hang something up. And that is why. You know, there is the joke out on the Internet for years that if automobiles operated the way computers do, you know, uh, it was always that automobiles, if they had the improvements that Bill Gates did to computers, how wonderful it would be. And the response by uh, Detroit was, yeah, so you'd be driving through an intersection and suddenly your motor would cut off and your uh, car would steer to the right uncontrollably. Right. I mean, those things happen to us nearly daily. Mm And we we accept them now, or most of us do. I don't, as my wife will tell you. Uh, and that's what we have to remember. Every time you have a computer glitch, something that's caused by hardware or software, that is an example of what we're putting ourselves through in the most crucial of mo- activities we engage in. To key, uh, correct. I agree with all of that. 
But with all the reforms we talk about with election reform, you know, Keith is on to something because you haven't heard many experts, quote unquote, or elected officials talking about the instructions in the language. You don't hear much, but you do hear it from the voters. It is hard to understand. Even that that voter guide that comes out is immensely complicated. Right. It's a it's a one inch thick book. That's in, you know, two and a half languages. It's really written by lawyers, and it needs to be worse. It I needs mean, to be written know. by English teachers, maybe. I don't know. Uh, or or you or me or Keith. Lawyers who were trained by English teachers, yeah. something like that. But that, that that is precisely the case. But keep in mind, much of what's going on in the voter guide, especially on initiatives, referendum, that sort of stuff, is intentional voter confusion. Sure. You've got that game going yeah. on. Yep. So that you've got people writing referenda language to cause you to vote yes when if you knew what it really said, you'd vote no. A yes vote cancels the... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's that kind of crazy stuff that's going on. And so these political games in this system add in that we're now relying on technology that is put together by folks who are trained by engineers who don't speak English uh, as, a, as a first language uh, because they're now writing computer code. All of that's happening to us, and we we're have- subject to it. We have so many calls, and and I want to get to them all. But let me throw this out, too. You know, these were not stories when we were growing up. Is it possible that if we looked back at elections from when we were in high school here, we would find potentially, you know, so much more problems than we ever knew existed? Or do you think because it was a little bit simpler in those days, it was probably a little more simple? Well, recall... We also we have, doubled our population since we were in Recall Arizona. that even Arizona had voting machines that would have had hanging chads. Yeah. And so we had a presidential election hung up on chads hanging off the edge of a ballot yeah. with people trying to decide with a hanging chad whether or not that was a vote or an accident. Yeah. I mean, those kinds of ridiculous things. That's the presidency of the United States hung on that. In 2000. And, yeah. and we're talking. So here we are 22 years later. We've now adopted online, uh, electronic, uh, computer-driven stuff it's not going to be perfect for a long time, if ever, in, as long as we have people who want to keep tinkering because it's cool. Yeah. How many times have, how many times has your, your software been updated because somebody thought it was interesting to do, not us, and now it's counterintuitive? Yep. Now it operates exactly the opposite of what it used to operate That's as. exactly right. No, you're, you're totally right about that. And all we do is sit there frustrated and start screaming at the poll workers whose fault this is not. And then when, it, when I have to do the mandated update, I'm out of commission for an hour. You know, At all least. of that. So we have a bunch of callers, Sydney, Kathy, Alan, Greg. Thank you. We will get to you. I promise if you can bear with us through the commercial break, Hugh Hallman and I will get right to you in order of calling. Room for more, 602-508-0960. As we go to break, let me put in a word. For our sponsors at Y-Refi, they are offering up an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the stock market, a portfolio where you will know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on and off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there is no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. Y-Refi is offering a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate. Due diligence approved firm, and you can earn up to a 10.25% return. That's right, 10 and a quarter percent. Go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or give them a call at 888-YREFI34, 
Y-Refi34. Tell him I sent you. Hugh and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I am Seth, and I am joined by uh, Hugh Hallman, who is the former mayor of Tempe, among other things, an attorney taking your calls on anything, really, uh, just uh, whether it's election-related or not. We're happy to happy to deal with it. Sydney's in Phoenix. Thanks for your patience, Sydney. Um, yes. Hi, Seth. Hi. Um, I, have a, I found a really great voter guide online. Um, the Democrats actually put it out. It's called Vote Blue. Guide.org. Why have I? Ne- why did that never occur to me? Oh, you're onto something great here, Sydney. This, uh, this, uh, it, this is was, smart. It, it was fantastic because it's much more user friendly than <laughs> the GOPs. Okay, it has all of the judges, all of the propositions, and I'm pretty much sure if they're for it, I'm against it. That so, is why did we not think the reverse engineering of that idea before? That's a great idea. Use the Democratic Party's voter ID and just do the opposite. Oh, I love it. It it was it helped me tremendously. I just when I heard that gentleman call earlier, I was like, oh, I wish I could tell him about. Uh, well, this. hopefully he's still listening. So I was giving him all these Republican and conservative voter <laughs> uh, voter ancillaries, and uh, yours. That's a great idea. Thank you, Sydney. Well, we'll remember that well, in two welcome. years. We'll remember that in two years. Yeah. Okay. I'll try yes, to. For, yeah, for sure. To. Okay. Thanks an awful lot. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I think we next go to, I want to get my buttons so, I mean, right. Sydney's point is a good one, and that is, you know, know who you respect in making such decisions and then know who you don't trust, yeah. and you can then look to see what they think. Especially given the way the Democratic Party is today, and we can talk about that, too. I mean, once upon a time, they may have fielded uh, a broader uh, base. Uh, well, a broader base, but also a recommendation here and there that might have been a debatable proposition, but they have gone so far left that I, I think it's universally uh, recommended to just whatever they say, don't. Alan in Phoenix. Hi, Alan. You're on with me and Hugh Holman. Wow. Happy voting day. Happy voting day. Great to go to the polls. Um, I went, my park tabulators and things worked perfectly, but part of the reason is, you know, back in the day when we used to go to our precincts and sign our precinct books, there wasn't comp- there wasn't the complication of out-of-precinct ballots. Now with what you do, it doesn't matter where you live, you can show up anywhere. I mean, I live in North Phoenix, I could vote out in East Mesa, and it would print up my ballot. And then when you put it in the tabulators, you know, the tabulators are now tabulating a lot of things that were erroneous before. So the equipment malfunctions like you says there you know there's a lot to them but uh, here's something that'll really warm your heart that my 25 year old daughter is the most informed ballot maker striker i've ever seen i swear she researched every proposition every judge she, re- she looked at all the judges she spent hours doing this she votes in every election since she has. She's one of those people. She got the certificate from, like, you know, you're a great voter. Thanks for being a voter. <laughs> all right. It, it was awesome. She spent all, all night, one night, just doing it. It was fabulous to watch. Here's what I need, Alan, from you. In two years, a little less than two years, Call us back with your daughter's <laughs> analysis. <laughs> Have her crunch the numbers, the judges, the propositions, and we will create our own 960 voter guide based on Alan's daughter's work. I like that idea. And yeah. more important, Alan, thank you for calling in with a good story yeah. that yeah. you had a good experience today. 
and uh, we're we're grateful. Thanks, it's, Alan. It's, you know, and, it's always, no problem, sir. Oh, well, I'm curious about your daughter. Um, what, you know, you don't find a lot of 25-year-olds that are that civically minded and civically active. How did you do it? Um, you know, just from a little bit, you know, kind of who I am. So some of it just being around me and just, you know, just being an active person her whole life. She's always been informed. She doesn't like making bad choices. She, you know, and in this instance, you know, because the stuff comes early, you know, she went through the propositions. What does it all mean? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the judges, uh, her friend, she has a, a friend who works at the county attorney's office. She was getting all kinds of the, you know, all that from the attorney. Um, it, it was an amazing uh, feat of effort on her part. I like it. But it's just, you know, it's just. All you got to do is encourage your kids. Yeah. What's words worth say? What we have loved, others will love. We just need to show them how. And that's a really good example of it, Alan. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And thank your daughter. And, yeah, I'm I'm actually not joking. Uh, If I'm still blessed enough to be around here, uh, I would love to uh, have you revisit us with uh, her work uh, next time we have an election. Uh, We have a bunch of people on hold, and we will get to you after this commercial break as well. Room for more, 602-5080. 960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Believe it or not, I'm Hugh Hallman with Seth, who has uh, turned it over to me for 16 seconds to introduce the good Bill Gates, not to be confused with the computer geek bad Bill Gates, who makes my our lives miserable. Uh, Bill Gates is currently the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. He represents District 3. Uh, he is a true fiscal conservative, works diligently on public safety issues, uh, intelligent growth, economic development that uh, is sustainable. Uh, chairman Gates, welcome to the Seth Liebson Show on 960 KKNT. Well, thank you so much, Hugh. That was, man, that was a great introduction. Uh, I hope you recorded it and you can play it for your family. Yeah, absolutely. We thought it would be useful to bring you on so you could perhaps describe what's going on in Maricopa County and provide some solid, good information. I will tell you, my reputational sink or swim with yours, I think very highly of uh, Mr. Gates and Tom Galvin, two really uh, genuine, decent human beings who are also really, really smart and ethical. So, Bill, it's uh, yours to sort of inform our listeners what's going on in Maricopa County, what should they know, what should they believe, what should they not believe. Well, thanks so much to you and Seth. Great to be on the show. Um, and, and here's what's going on today in a nutshell. Today, I think, as everyone knows, this is the people have had the opportunity now for weeks to vote early, uh, either in person or by mail. But this is it. This is the last day, Election Day. The polls are going to be open. Uh, as long as people get in line uh, at or before 7 p.m., they'll have the opportunity to vote. We're running a 223 vote centers across Maricopa County today. They all opened on time, and about 80% of those vote centers have essentially had no issues at all today. For about 20% of those, at some point, one or both of the tabulators, we were having issues with them. Some people were trying to feed a ballot through the tabulator, and the tabulator was not accepting it. Folks were trying multiple times. And then we did give them a couple options from there. Uh, They could place the ballot in what's known as um, box number three, and that is right there on the tabulator. It is a special place where people can put the ballot, and that ballot is secure. 
and will be brought back by a bipartisan board. So with one Democrat, one Republican will be brought down here to the central tabulation center where those ballots will be counted uh, beginning tomorrow. Okay. The other option that people had was they could check out of that. uh, You know, even though they voted their ballot, they could check out of that location and go to one of the other 222 vote centers across the um, across the county. Earlier this afternoon, we were able to, this was a sort of a vexing issue. We could not figure out what was causing this to happen. But eventually we determined that it was the printer that prints off these ballots. The, um, uh, the, the, the font on it was actually too light. The print color was too light. So the tabulators were struggling with picking up the timing marks on the ballots. And those timing marks are what helped tell the tabulator how to uh, uh, count up those votes. So once we determined that, we had a high point of around 60 or so voting centers with some of these issues. And as of our latest count, we now have 49 of those 60 vote centers that are fully operational. So again, we're nearly we're nearing now 90 percent, 90 to 100 percent of the vote centers with no issues at all. So this is an, again, we apologize to those voters of ours who are inconvenienced by this today. But it's very important for your listeners to know that at no point was anyone who showed up with a valid ID today turned away from the polls. The only issue is how their uh, ballots were counted. Most of them by by the tabulator on site there at the polling place. And for some of them, those ballots will come down here uh, to the central count location for that count to occur here. So, Bill, one of the issues that even the Arizona Republic has uh, run a couple of small stories on is that a handful of voters may have gotten bad direction at a polling place and were told they could spoil their ballot and go to another location and then at that location were turned away because they had been deemed already to have voted. Do you have any sense of how many of of those occurred or how those individuals were addressed eventually? Yeah, I don't know the specifics on those situations. Um, That would not have been our uh, general direction that we're giving to the poll workers. But again, if someone uh, is concerned that their vote has not been counted yet, I would encourage them in the next two hours and 10 minutes, go to a vote center uh, and they can certainly vote there if it needs to be um, that that, you know, if they if their vote has been counted, it will indicate that Um, if they feel like it should not have been counted, they can certainly vote a provisional ballot. That'll all be uh, figured out down the road. But there is still time that people have concerns about what happened uh, to do that. Also, encourage them to reach out uh, to us uh, here, you know, um, uh, in in the many ways that, you know, they can reach out both uh, to our office, to the recorder's office. So uh, there still is a little bit of time. But my feeling is, from what I've heard out there, the, the large majority of voters did not have that situation, and they have had their vote counted today or will have it counted tomorrow. Well, that's even what it looks like from the Arizona Republic was it's, this was a limited number, a handful of people who got confused or didn't quite know what to do. And so I wanted to give you the chance to sort of address uh, how how the county has been handling it. Uh, any sense already of, of how the mistake occurred? Um, again, we're still doing the deep dive on that right now, and that's something that we will be doing in the in the days ahead. 
We are all about continuous improvement at Maricopa County, as, new, as you know, Hugh. Uh, we don't want this to be replicated. Uh, we did a test. We tested the, the printers, the machines in advance, so we were obviously surprised by this. Uh, but again, it is a printer-based issue. That's what caused that. And now that we're able to determine that, that's what has allowed us to get so many of these vote centers back fully operational. But definitely we'll do a deep dive on this uh, and do everything we can to make sure that this is not replicated in the future. Sir, Super Chairman Gates, we appreciate uh, the update and uh, we're grateful for your service. Thank you for uh, helping us out today. And again, as uh, Chairman Gates has suggested, if you have any concerns about whether your ballot hasn't been counted shouldn't have been counted, you want to recast and head to one of the 223 voting centers where you, uh, if you didn't like the one you uh, attended first, go to another one uh, and give it another try. But the goal is so that everyone walks away today saying that I may have had a bad experience initially, but ultimately that this is a uh, an election that was handled with integrity. Well done. Thank you, uh, Chairman Gates. Thank you, Hugh Hallman. I am Seth Liebson, and as we hit to commercial break, we will be right back. Plenty of lines open, 602-508-0960. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Uh, 602-508-0960 is the number. I am uh, delightful. It's delightful to have Hugh Hallman in the studio with us, former mayor of Tempe, attorney, educator, and uh, anything on your mind today? Open lines uh, with you, me, and Hugh. Gary's in Phoenix. Hello, Gary. Hi. Uh, actually, not Phoenix, but uh, East Mesa. Ah. And what I heard from the election guys was not what my experience was. Tell us about Go it. Go ahead, yeah. It, it is the well, official airing of grievances. To... <laughs> yeah, I was in East Mesa, Wrecker and Elliot, a place where I always go to vote. Every person that I saw in line that went to feed their ballot into the machine, it was rejected. I did not see one that was accepted. And the poll worker there would pull us apart in groups and say, well, you can go to, like, and she listed, like, five other places to go. And we asked, well, are those working, too? And she goes, no. <laughs> what time was this, Gary, so, by the way? By the way, what time was this? It was um, probably about noon. I went, at, went during lunch. Yeah, it might have been right before and they so, figured it out, maybe, yeah. They they said it was the printers. Oh, okay. And I'm going like bubble bubble forms have been used for what thirty years. How could they get that wrong? Yeah, they got it wrong because the ballots are printed there at the location, and that's one an example of how things have changed. In the old days, we had ballots that were pre-printed and all sitting in stacks, and that was one of the sources of potential problem. So Seth raised the point earlier about you know were there other kinds of problems in the old days. Maintaining and handling those un, unvoted ballots was a big deal and how that happened. And certainly uh, we we know that uh, Chicago and yeah, some places. It's an invitation in, for a real problem. It, it, well, it? we know it had a problem in the 1960 election for president. Here we go again, the, the most important office on the planet. Uh, and in a, a space of approximately 40 years, we had two elections that had some challenges like that. And so the old school version had its own problems. But this printer thing, we should not assume that technology is going to be our friend because it rarely is. 
In the next hour, Hugh, uh, we'll talk a little bit of general, uh, general, uh, g- general ideas, concepts, and philosophy about why we're voting Republican. We'll talk some politics. We'll take calls, anything on anyone's mind. But I'd love to talk about why you vote Republican. Is that possible? Be delighted. Can I get that out of you. I'm Seth Leibson. Again, as I said, open line 602-508-0960. Hugh Hallman here on this special edition where we get him for two hours. Delighted to do so. Thank you for doing so, Hugh. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 